welcome to Simone Che. I'm Sydney, and I am Gassy, and I'm here with Shu, who is a less disgusting human being than I am. Hey, Sydney. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I just want to give you a heads up that I'm probably going to burp on mic. Good. I hope that your gas passes throughout the episode. <laughs> well, we'll see how it goes. Um, Mike's a guy, and I'm going to burp on his dick. Uh, <laughs> you ready, Mike? <laughs> you ready? <laughs> Mike uh, Mike says he's ready. He's never had his dick burped on, but uh, today is going to be an eye-opening experience for him. If uh, if you have any, if you burp on dicks, if you have had your dick burped on and you want to talk about it, you can email the show at simonchepodcast at gmail.com. And maybe that'll be a topic for a future episode. That's not the topic for today's episode. We're just, I'm just talking about it a lot. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, maybe next week, maybe the week after, maybe Ma- next year. You don't know when the burping on dicks is coming yeah. or on Mike or on anyone, but today... We're talking about past life regression. Uh, I'm super excited about this because we usually agree on most things, and this is something that we have uh, different perspectives on, so it's going to be super exciting uh, and illuminating for us and the audience. Yeah. So do you do you want to explain to us what past life regression is? Yes. Uh, let me tell you what Wikipedia told me. The official uh, source... Uh, fact-checking source of the show. Yes, Simone Che's uh, intern. Yes, our intern is Wikipedia. (laughs) Okay, so uh, past life regression is a technique that uses hypnosis to recover what practitioners believe are memories of past lives or uh, incarnations. It's usually a somewhat spiritual experience um, and also can take place in psychotherapeutic settings. Um, it's loosely connected to reincarnation, but not everyone who believes in reincarnation believes in past life regression and vice versa. Okay. So, um, the, the reason that a lot of people discredit it is because of the hypnosis technique Mm -hmm. that's used is hypnosis itself, I think is questionable to many people Mm -hmm. and uh, what they do is they hypnotize the patient and then they'll ask a series of questions about what location they're in what they're seeing what they're feeling uh, what they're hearing who are they seeing and sometimes these questions can be kind of leading so that's another thing that discredits it. But um, the, the purpose usually is for the person to find the roots of their fears or phobias or anxieties um, or learn more about themselves. Okay. Because, you know, if you're doing past life regression, you most likely believe that you've lived other lives that are now affecting your life today. So it's much like in a traditional psychotherapy um like a Freudian talk therapy, if someone has a behavior that they are trying to change or just know the explanation of, they are searching for their... So like in Freudian therapy, if someone has always been scared of spiders, what the therapist would do is walk them through their life history to say what trauma happened that has caused you to have a fear of spiders that's that therapeutic perspective right Um, and then that person would be like oh my god i saw it i was one of those kids in the sewer i had to face the spider 
this is freaking me out. Okay, now I feel better because I knew I beat the spider. And in so, that life. yeah, so past life regression, <laughs> people who believe in it take it one step further where they perhaps believe that the root of thought patterns or behavior patterns come not just from experiences in this lifetime, but could have been programmed in a previous lifetime. And that's what they're looking for when they go under hypnosis. Right. Okay. It's kind of like my mom, every time she hears the national anthem, she gets so choked up. Like she just starts crying immediately. And she swears that in her past life, one of her past life, she was a soldier. She's like, I know. I was in some type of a military branch. Okay. Uh-huh. I feel so strongly connected to mm-hmm. America. Mm-hmm. So that's my personal example. Okay. So you're a proponent of past life regression. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that... Is it more important to you that the memories people are recalling are true or is it more important that this therapy is helpful to the people? I think for me, it's more important that the therapy is helpful. Mm-hmm. Okay. If I don't, I don't really think it matters if the memories are true. Our own memories of our own lives as we live them right now from the time we were born to now mm-hmm. are usually not accurate yes. in any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if you want to have fake memories of past lives, whatever. If it's going to help you, though, I think. Okay. And I think that you know, a lot of times, maybe the memories are real. Okay. All right. <laughs> what do you think? Um. Well, I obviously... I obviously, to people who have known me for, what, four <laughs> episodes, I don't believe that past life... I don't believe in past lives. I don't believe past life regression therapy uh, is true. Um, basically, human memory, like you said, is is very fallible. It our memory is not good, and memories can be created under hypnosis that are indistinguishable from actual uh, factual memories. So, uh, one of the things that I wrote down in my notes is that. Um, In studies of past life regression therapy, the memories to the patient feel very vivid and real, but under historical analysis don't hold up as possible. Um, Memory isn't an accurate recording of events. It's a constructed set of recollections that are your own, Mm -hmm. which is why you can have, I'm sure people have seen if you're, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are into true crime because podcast people love true crime. We just do. Um, I love it. But you can have, uh, they've done studies where they have a bunch of test subjects. They all witness the same event and give a report and uh, they'll be asked, okay, the guy who robbed the store, how uh, tall was yeah. he? And the answers will range from 5'6 to 6'5. There's that much of a variability in people's account where your memories just aren't factual they feel real to you right but they aren't and also the more you access memories every time if you picture your mind like a card catalog at a library and you like you file through and you pull out the card this is also aging me because i am so old that i've used i used to do that yeah Yeah. libraries don't have card catalogs anymore um yeah it's all digitized but in in my day you would pull out a little drawer and pull a card out but memories every time you access one 
Uh, so say there's a story you like to retell to your friends. It's one of those stories that everyone says, tell that one. Yes. Tell the one about the time you ruined a wedding. Um, <laughs> every time you access that memory and retell it and put it back away, it's actually altered just by the accessing and um, repositioning, which is a lot of therapists believe it's actually bad for you to talk about your trauma excessively because you're keeping that memory alive and at the forefront of your brain, whereas otherwise it would fall out. Obviously, other psychologists believe that you need to access it and work through it. There are differing opinions. Um, But in the studies of past life regression therapy, the... um, likelihood that someone would under hypnosis remember past lives was greatly affected by number one the suggestions of the therapist and number two their prior belief in reincarnation so if you don't believe in reincarnation and your therapist doesn't give you guiding suggestions you're not very likely to uh, recall memories of past lives but if you go into it with those belief systems then you're more open to suggestion. Mm-hmm. Whether or not, that's why I was asking if it was um, important whether or not those memories were real. If it's if the experience is therapeutic to somebody, then by all means. Right. You know, that's why I don't fault people if you have a belief system that isn't firmly grounded in reality. If it's working for you, <laughs> go for it. I mean, really, we're all trying to get through life. So if if someone were to hypnotize you and convince you that cigarettes smell like rotten eggs to help you quit smoking, it doesn't matter that cigarettes don't really smell like rotten eggs. If the end result of smoking cessation is achieved, then woo. Yeah, Um, I think so. So, yeah, the, the brain has a tendency to confabulate. Do you know that I don't believe in like talk therapy? Oh, really? In traditional Freudian talk therapy. Do you believe more in, oh, what is it? What's I'm more, the therapy you believe in? Uh, well, currently the most popular method that has the best effects is the cognitive behavioral yes, therapy. Yes, that's the one I was thinking yeah, of. Yeah, which Thank is you. altering your thought patterns and behaviors versus trying to seek a root cause of those behaviors because the brain's ability to confabulate explanations um, is amazing where you could just have a developed a poor behavioral pattern and rather than just say I need to change this behavioral pattern you your brain can create a memory that says well because my mom would give me a snack every time she picked me up from school that's why I like to eat while driving is because that's comforting to me because it reminds me of my mother and that's probably not true that's probably not true, but your brain's created an explanation. Um, and uh, one of the one of the most interesting things to me on our brain's ability to make up bullshit and convince us that it's true is studies of patients with split brains where they've cut the um, corpus callosum, which connects the two hemispheres. Yes. And they only do it in extreme cases if people have severe epilepsy and seizures they want to stop them from traveling from the left side to the right side, blah, blah, blah. So, um, and this is, I'm going to try to explain this without a visual, because uh, it's really hard to do without a diagram. Paint the visual in your mind. Okay. Um, so, uh, here, I think I, I wrote out some way to explain it on air, so I wouldn't oh, totally. Exciting. Yeah, I wouldn't totally fuck it up. 
So people who've had this procedure, basically the two sides of your brains can't speak to each other. So each hemisphere has their own perception, concepts, and also impulses, which is crazy to be like you have two consciousnesses in your own mind. Um, That is crazy. But so if these patients are shown an image to their left eye, Uh, It's processed by the right brain, which is your predominantly visual cortex. So if only the visual cortex is shown this image, say they're shown an egg and the researcher can say, okay, what, what, what did you see? And the person will say nothing because their verbal cortex didn't see the egg. So even though the visual brain saw it, processed it, the part that handles language didn't see it so it responds i didn't see anything but then if they're shown in a lineup of objects and told okay point to the object that you didn't see they'll point to the egg and when asked okay well why did you pick out the egg if you didn't see anything they'll say it must have been because i had eggs for breakfast or I was thinking about this commercial for Denny's, they'll come up with an explanation for picking an object that they can't articulate that they've even seen, which is insane, right? That is so interesting. So the ability, because our brains want to keep reality consistent. So we will make up falsehoods in order to maintain a consistent reality. Right. And um, that's a really interesting thing. So that's why I don't trust I don't trust anything my memory tells me or anything mm-hmm. that I think or feel because I it it there's a very strong likelihood that it could not be the truth. Right. So when it it that's why past life regression is so interesting to me because the people who've experienced it, it is so real to them. They 100% believe I was this person in this time period living this life. And because they feel it so deeply, they don't even think, but I could just be like bullshitting myself. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's really interesting because the reason I even got into past life regression in the first place is because my mom sent me a link to a TV show. Yes. Come on, Belinda. <laughs> called Reincarnated. Fuck yeah. Now, I think they've changed the name to Who Was I, My Past Lives. I couldn't find an episode to watch because I don't have cable Uh and I couldn't find I don't know how to use the internet I just whatever so I can't tell you a hundred percent that these are the same shows okay but I'm I'm pretty sure this is the show that my mom told me about okay uh who was I my past lives and what happens is the therapist takes people Mm -hmm. through past life regression Uh and takes notes of everything they're saying and then he does historical research oh. to see if he can back up anything they're saying historically, uh-huh. scientifically. Uh-huh. It's amazing. Does he have success? Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I'm sure the details are closely show, edited because if he, <laughs> if he found any contradictory experience, it would really hurt his show. <laughs> Can I just tell you, I love, my notes are just, what is past life regression and Shirley MacLaine 
And yours are all like the scientific studies of it. Well, here's the thing about me and why I'm a, a lonely person who's going to die yeah. alone is uh, I spend a lot of time reading medical studies. And um, it's really interesting, though. Yeah. Like just what you were saying right now. It reminded me of uh, what a, is it? What about Eve? Is that the book with the girl with multiple personality oh, disorders? Uh, I haven't read it. I think it's uh, Sybil. Yeah, Sybil's one of them, and then there's another one. Okay. But, um, anyways, it it was like a study that mm-hmm. the therapist did, mm-hmm. and they wrote this book, and then it came out years later that they were being very leading yes. and basically led her to believe she had multiple personalities. Yes. And she did not. I just think it can be very dangerous. Hypnosis as a therapeutic tool can be very, very dangerous. Right. I I have known people who've done it to quit smoking and they did quit smoking and that's fucking cool. However, um, they were just weird afterwards. They were just, (laughs) no, but, um, so my mom grew up bad childhood, but also had panic disorder, which wasn't a diagnosable illness. They didn't know what it was. Um, so she spent years and years going to therapy several times a week trying to figure out how to fucking function. Um, but she had a therapist who she, so my mom psychologically had behavioral and psychological, um, uh, symptoms, uh, or traits of someone who had been sexually abused. And she has no memory of ever being sexually abused. Mm -hmm. And she had a therapist who, this is before, uh, she had children. She had a therapist in the eighties who tried several times under hypnosis to pull out the memory that they believed my mom was suppressing of having been sexually abused. And they were never able to pull out that memory because it probably never happened. Right. There is a 99.9% chance that my mom was never molested. However, if this therapist had been successful, they would have implanted a memory of abuse in my mother that had never happened. And then my mom would move forward with her life with this trauma, believing that she had been abused, which had never fucking happened. Right. So it's like you can... You can traumatize somebody by convincing them that something horrible has happened to them that hasn't happened. Like the satanic panic of the 80s when they were interrogating all those kids and telling them they'd been molested and shit. I just it's so dangerous, the power of suggestion. Um, And I don't think that it should be taken lightly when um, I don't like hypnosis is like a funny fair trick, you know, like we went yeah. to the fair and we got hypnotized, but also it can really impact people's lives if you convince them that they have different personalities or they've been molested or yeah, this definitely. or that. And uh, that troubles me. Yeah, that, that's that. a very powerful position to be in, to be able to implant false memories in another human being. Yeah, it is scary. But if you're Shirley MacLaine... You love it. She loves it. She really is a huge proponent of past life regression. Yeah, well, of course she is. She's talked about it. Go find an interview that she's done. She recently was on Oprah's Soul oh. Session, Sunday Soul Cycle. I, I love that know. we still don't know what that's called. <laughs> she has a podcast. Just put Oprah in the search okay. and I'm sure it'll come up. It'll come up. This is what another thing that I was like, oh, we have to talk about past life regression because Shirley MacLaine loves it i mean i love shirley mclean yeah so there's there you that go. there you go 
I love her. She loves past lives. Crossing. I don't believe in anything. It's a Venn diagram. I don't. I I don't believe in anything. Can I? So <laughs> let's talk about me because I'm a narcissist. I love um, it. Hashtag. I love that. Hashtag. I love me too much. <laughs> um. So my whole like deal with always reading about everything I'm starting to think is uh, affecting my life. So when people ask me about my dating situation or whatever, I, I yesterday I said to somebody uh, in front of the person that I'm dating, they asked about dating and I said, listen, I know all straight men are garbage. I consciously know that. However, I have an overwhelming biological desire to have one in my life. So here we are. <laughs> this is a fucking thing that I said in front of the person that I'm dating. Also, then they were telling me this person was telling me about their life and said, well, if that hadn't happened, we never would have met. And I I didn't say anything, Shu, because I'm trying not to be a fucking asshole. <laughs> what do you want to say? It wouldn't have mattered whether or not we ever met because if we never met, then we never met and our lives would have moved on. And also, if I never see you again, that's cool, too. <laughs> it would not have affected my life in any way, shape or form that's... if we had ever met, if like if we never met, if we never saw each other again, it really wouldn't change the course of my existence because we're all just these like meat sacks operating on impulses like stumbling through life trying to like right you know what i'm saying none of it fucking matters but you can't say that to someone who's not that's so cynical i know because i feel that way about you i feel like if i would have never met you my life would be so different well if i hadn't met you my life would be different but you're actually like important to me (laughs) okay i was gonna say you're not just some (laughs) asshole i'm dating i was gonna i was gonna ask is this person someone that has deeply affected your life. No, they're okay. just like a normal person. <laughs> so you're like, fuck off. I don't, I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> you're a fucking normal person. I don't know what sort of cosmic connection that you think that we have. Right. But like, I don't know how bland your life is that like what's happening between us is some sort of cosmic event. But it's not. You're just like a normal person. Yeah. We aren't. Because there are those relationships where you're like, wow, you really affected. Like, I don't know where I'd be without you. But then there are those everyday people that you're just like, yeah, I knew that person for a little bit. And And they were cool and they were nice. Whatever. Yeah. I I enjoyed them. We Mm -hmm. had fun times, but it wasn't that big of a deal. But I also like, I feel like if we aren't making art together or we aren't on some sort of path to a greater good, if we're just existing in the same space, who gives a fuck? Yeah. I can exist in the same space and time as anyone. You know what I'm saying? That is truth. So, and if something never happened, then like, I wouldn't know. So it wouldn't matter. Also true. So I know you don't believe in past life regression, but do you think, okay, who... What type of past life do you think you would Ooh, have had? This is ha- a fun one. Yeah, just pretend you do believe in it. And, okay, let's do a little session. Okay, okay Sydney, I want you to focus. I feel very vulnerable and, right now. Oh, just let it open. Uh, focus. 
Open your hole. <laughs> open your soul. I really wish I could slowly <laughs> let out a fart as you said that. I don't have any farts. I wish you could. I just do have that. burps. Insert fart noise here. Okay, yeah, we'll edit it. Hey, Mike, Mike, when I'm done burping on your dick, can you edit some farts into our podcast? Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> Okay. 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 I'm sorry. I'm not taking um, this seriously. You need to relax. Mm-hmm. O- open up all your senses. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm gonna count to three, and and then you're gonna see your past life before you. Mm-hmm. One, two, three. Okay, Sydney. Describe your background to me. What are you seeing right now? Are you outside? Are you inside? I can't picture a past life. Is that weird? <laughs> I can't even play this make-believe game. <laughs> yeah, a it little like, bit. It, like, pains me to think that I've gone through existence before. It makes me feel <laughs> really sorry for last life Sydney. Because whatever um, happened couldn't have been good. You don't if think I, so? I don't know. I have a lot of, I have a lot of, like, pain and darkness inside. Right. And I've... I've had that inherent from birth, and um, so it must have been uh, some past lives with some struggle in them. Yeah, it couldn't have mm-hmm. it couldn't have been good because whatever, whatever I've whatever I would have witnessed in a past life would have led me to not be super into being a human. I feel like I, if I had a past life, I would have witnessed a lot of uh, the ugliness of humanity. Mm-hmm. So, Maybe you were in the Civil War. Or I feel, or yeah, like, was was I was I a woman in a past life? On and a ship? I was just picturing, like, like a woman who was just constantly pregnant and ah. raising children and witnessing, you know, men be uh, cruel to each a other. A wench? Not a wench. I'm picturing <laughs> that I would have, like, a fucking husband. And then okay. it's just, like, I have no identity and I'm just mm-hmm. witnessing birth and death and helplessness Ugh. and need and... Okay. Because well, I obviously, I don't have very positive feelings about the human experience. Right. So I've, if I had a past life, I, I, I think I've seen some shit. <laughs> I think I've seen some shit. Okay. That's fucking dark. I mean, I'm full of darkness. <laughs> I am a, I am full of darkness, yeah. too. I know. I, I know a, that. I'm a pile of glittery sadness. <laughs> Like, you really, your sadness covered in pink glitter. <laughs> I mean, really, if you look if you look at the way that I dress and decorate, it's one of those like thou dost protest too much. It's like a it's like a gay guy who becomes a Republican senator slash pastor right. and condemns gay men all the time. Where it's like, listen, you suck dick. You love sucking dick. You are all about sucking dick. And this whole conservative identity is just you protesting too much and i feel like that's what my whole like rainbow fucking bullshit is Uh about where i it's like hey if i put if i put enough glitter on top of this we can't see the rotting corpse underneath (laughs) oh no i'm a dark person full of darkness i like i like it thank you i mean uh oh hold on i have to let someone into the room Uh uh-oh we have a special guest we have a special guest okay well maybe if i had a past life I think I would have been, I think I was something magical, like a, a gypsy medicine woman or um, 
a witch in Salem. You know what you probably were? Um, so before I read an article about how before brewing uh, beer became industrialized, it was a woman's job. Mm. And most uh, small towns and colonies, there was a woman who was the brewmaster and she would brew specific beers for people using different ingredients and ag- agents to because they didn't just used to use hops. They would uh-huh. use different things and it was a medicinal brew. So it, if someone had a certain ailment, you would make them a specific brew and i feel like you would have been the medicine woman i forget what they called those women but that would have been you and people would come to you and be like i have um my knee hurts and uh (laughs) my knee hurts my knee hurts brew me i got something for you just drink this yeah that's it's interesting that you look at your darkness Mm-hmm. And that is what you um, relate to past lives. And mm-hmm. what what I think about when I think about what type of past life I might have is the connection I feel to the earth mm-hmm. and to Mother Nature, um, my artistic abilities. Mm-hmm. Even though I do have a lot of darkness, I think maybe I, I did have a, a hard life in the past, but I think it was more mystical okay that's just every time i think i just think like mystical i can see that i feel like that would be my next life if i Uh were to if 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 you do good in this life maybe you'll be a witch well i feel like this existence for me has been all about self-discovery and Mm self-improvement oh me too and i don't i have a lot of people who try to convince me that i need to go to or go to grad school to become a therapist or a counselor And because they're just like, you really understand people and you see people and it's very important. Like people tell me that I'm very important to them because I bring such joy to their lives. And I think it is because I, because of my pain, I can see people in totality, including their ugliness and Mm -hmm. love them anyways. And so as I've been on this journey of love and discovery, I feel like in my next life, if I believed in that which I don't that I would be some sort of mystical uh, guru or healer or mm-hmm. something like that I'm a shaman I feel like that would be my future is that something I'm working towards this this incarnation is all about enlightenment seeking and then yes. the next incarnation would be about spreading enlightenment oh I love that however I don't believe in any of that so uh, I look forward to being worm food I do, and I'm gonna look for you in my next life. And you'll be like, "Sup, bitch? Told ya. Sup, bitch? Let's spread our fucking enlightenment together, yo. Let's start a podcast." <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you think about deja vu? Um. Oh. Oh. Because oh, so I, I feel like that kind of. It. Some people do think that that is a hint of their past life coming through. It's kind of like I. I do, since this is so stupid and gushy, but I do sincerely believe that me and Deacon have had many past lives together. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's dumb. Um, I mean, maybe if I met someone that I had that sort of connection to, I would feel that. Mm-hmm. However, um, that's not the way my life works. And I uh, feel very alone most of the time. So, uh, in terms of deja vu, 
Uh, I actually wrote notes um, on the past life thing about this uh, phenomenon called cryptonesia, which Ooh. is where you recall a memory, but you don't recognize it as a memory. It comes off as an original thought or experience. And I wrote for an example, uh, I know in the comedy scene, there people will get... Uh, kind of ganged up on as being joke thieves and be like, oh, you stole that joke from so-and-so, whatever. But aside from things being in the collective unconscious and just sort of, you know, uh, out there in the ether, um, you could hear a joke and forget that you've heard it and then it pops into your head, but it feels like an original generated thought. Yes. So you, in terms of past life regression, you could have say, gone through a phase of really been into the Salem rich, witch trials in junior high. And you don't think about that that often. You've forgotten it. You're a grown-up. And then under hypnosis, what do you know? It turns out you were a witch in the Salem witch trial because oh. all that information is in your brain from 20 years ago that you forgot about. Um, so I think that's really interesting. So moments of deja vu could just be that it's accessing something that you have experienced or have a memory of but not a conscious memory of. Okay. Yeah. Crypto. So interesting. Let me see if I can say this right. Cryptomnesia. Cryptomnesia. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. I, that's happened to me with drawings. Okay. Where I've drawn something and like, this is great. Mm -hmm. And then I realize, oh, it's something I saw. Yeah. Someone else draw. <laughs> uh, that's about every song I've ever written. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I do that a lot with rhythms yes. when I'm writing songs and I'm like oh I got this beat mm -hmm. that just happens to be another very popular song yeah that happens to have been like a, a top uh, 10 hit Fleetwood Mac yes <laughs> this is such an original melody oh wait I heard a shittier version of Rhiannon <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> called <laughs> run on in <laughs> And it's about me trying to get into my house to go to the bathroom because I was stuck in traffic and I almost am going to wet my pants. Run on in. <laughs> I gotta shit my pants. Run on in. Can we go to karaoke and record us singing this song? Yes. Okay, let's do that. That'll I be good. That'll be good supplemental material for the podcast. <laughs> if you live in Phoenix, uh, we do karaoke. I do karaoke most Sundays and Mondays at Rips. Cock fine nails and cocktails. So come on by. Come on by. Hi. Uh, I'll have to hit you. I'll hit that up on a Monday mm -hmm. night. Yeah, it's really fun. There's not usually very many people there. So I hate karaoke. Oh, I love it. But I'll do it. I do a lot of things. I hate like get out of bed in the morning. <laughs> Okay, I need to get laid like you're, really bad because like my say you're so fluffy and happy. I I am going through a very 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 dark phase uh, and uh, it I there's a lot going on in my life, mm -hmm. a lot of good stuff. Um, my artistic endeavors are going very well, and I'm hopefully getting a new job soon. Uh, but also I really need like a decent pipe cleaning because I feel like I am just. Fucking every word, every other word out of my mouth is piss or vinegar. Yeah. Uh, or both. It's really, <laughs> I'm going through something and I feel like I need to get fucked so good. It, uh, it's like a religious experience. Mm. I need to get fucked back into my past lives. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and then come into the future. Oh, shit. I love that. <laughs> well, I can't help you with that. No, I, I'm not. I'm not asking you What to. I can tell you is I was watching Outlander last night. Yes. Oh, my God. That the sex scenes in that show, I was like, is I better go stand in another room for a moment. Really? Like, it is steamy. It's very hot because it's very much oriented towards the female gaze. Yes. So it's like, oh, it's it's for women. Okay. So what I'm saying is maybe I, at least just watch Outlander and masturbate for now. Okay. I know it's not the same. It's not I, the by same. any means, it, but it but, might help at least ease a little bit of it'll, stress. It'll you know? relieve some of the pressure. Go get an extra large dildo and sit on it. Um. <laughs> okay. Fucking sit on it, so Sydney. <laughs> I'll register for one on my Amazon wish list and make that public. Just uh, and, oh, okay. I was gonna say have it. I have Prime. I'll ship it to you. Well, I just want our listeners to buy me something to sit on. So that would be the best thing if our first fan uh, package was something for me to sit on. Just a giant dildo. Just a giant dildo. And then I'm like, well, you didn't send any lube, so I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this. (laughs) It's useless. Uh, Uh, I mean, I can't even talk about the sad sex (laughs) Oh, no. There's nothing worse. Oh, I just found a great podcast. Yeah. Um, It's an... Here's the thing. It's an Audible podcast, so they only released, like, three episodes on iTunes. Uh Uh-huh. I don't know what it's called. But it's this therapist, and you listen in to their... Session. Oh fuck! We need to put it's a link real. in the show notes. Let me see what it is. Okay, that sounds really good. Name. That sounds really. Here's my thing: is I have been dating someone who's a very nice person, and they're very, they're very in control of themselves. They're a very like neutral mm-hmm. person. Picture a cardboard cutout that is able to hold down a job and drive a car. Like that's that's okay. what I'm dealing right yeah. with right now. And I am a very intense person. I'm a very intense, passionate person. And sometimes people who act like that in public, they are passionate in the bedroom. Right. Um, That's not this. It's just very vanilla. It's not. It's. It's basic. It's not. Okay. You know, when you're like a teenager and you start having sex and you're. You just don't really know what to do. You, where do I put my hands? What you do just I... lay there and kind of rock back and forth. You just a like <laughs> kind of kiss and gently touch the person. Do you, you feel this? You pat them on the head, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, you pet them. <laughs> and I just, yeah, it's. I'm just like, I'm gonna need you to do more because I am putting passion into this, mm-hmm. and you are a cardboard cutout. And I'm pretty sure I could have hotter sex with a real doll. Yeah. Then, because you're giving me nothing. You're giving me nothing in terms, okay, I'll put it in acting terms. As my scene partner, I need you to give me something to play off of. Because I'm bringing De Niro and you're bringing uh, Kristen Stewart. That's what we're dealing with right now, okay? And I can't. (laughs) I can't with that. I'm going to need more. How many times have you guys had sex? Just twice. Okay. Have you? Did you say anything, or was was it just like? It's so weird when you first have sex with someone for the first time, because it's just 
Yes. It's hard enough when you've been in a committed relationship for me anyways to be like, this is what I want. But like, I'm not doing that. Can you put a little more into it? Because, okay, I'm sober. You've been drinking. So theoretically, you should be more intense than I am. You should be less inhibited. Sometimes that just makes it more like meh. I mean, I'm not even talking about the fucking. I'm just talking about the making out. Oh. Where I'm like, okay, why you got to kiss me that gentle? Like, like bring I'm not, some passion to put it. Put some passion into it. Okay. How about, mm. how about when you hug me, like, there's like a squeeze to it. I'm right. not a porcelain doll. I'm not, like, and I'm not a BDSM person. I don't need to be punched in the face to feel right. things. But, I just want something somewhere in the middle. Yes. So I, a little bit of passion. Little bit of aggression. Don't just some fucking excitement. don't just fucking lay there because you're not that pretty, okay? And don't you know what I'm saying? Like, why don't you act like this isn't you coming to your job? This is you going to the fair. Yeah. This is exciting. There we go. And like when you touch me, here, I'm gonna touch you the way that he'll like oh, touch, touch me. Touch me while we're fooling around. Uh, no, I'm not I'm not crying. You don't need to comfort me. Right? <laughs> That's what it feels like. Like, what the fuck is that? What the fuck is uh, that? Uh, listeners, Sydney just did a very casual rub down my shoulder. Like, you, if you have a sad friend and you're going, no, it's okay. They're there. They're it's like there. if you saw a stranger crying at a bus stop. Yeah. And then the other thing. Oh, I'm going to get into it. The other thing, because last podcast, I went off on period sex about. Oh, how, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I want to hear so, this. So. He asked me something about some activity I was supposed to be doing this week. And I said, I actually bailed because I have really bad cramps. I can't get out of bed. And he wrote back, I'm sorry, that sounds painful. Hashtag blowjob week. Oh, no. Right? (laughs) So I just wrote back, well, you obviously haven't listened to my music. (laughs) And I sent him a link to my song, Period Sex. Uh-huh. And he said, okay, fair. I don't think we're there yet. Uh, and I just said, okay. listen, it's not my favorite, but also I... I'm not just going to give you blowjobs for a week. Yeah, that's not how this works. Right. You don't get to just fucking come and I don't. That's not fair. That's not fair and equitable. And I, people act like I don't understand how relationships work. I do know that they're about reciprocation. And keeping things fair yeah. and equitable. You don't get to bust nuts, and I don't. That's not how it works. Also, I need you to not be disgusted by my body, because I'm not disgusted by my body. Right. I am a hippie. I think bodies are beautiful. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not, I'm not a, ashamed of my cellulite. I sometimes get zits on my back. I don't give a fuck. It is what it is, and I get uh, my period. I and don't I, give a fuck. I, I don't give a fuck. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And it's like... Uh, even if you're not into period sex, there's other things that will benefit both of you, mm-hmm. like masturbating together. Yes. Or he can just still rub your clit and could, not go yep. inside. I, yeah. Like, there's all kinds of, th- how about we lay down and just brush a feather along each other's bodies? Well, I, he, we don't need a feather because we have his gentle ass <laughs> hands. Gentle. Yeah, it is a little, I don't know. You... It's one of those things where, like, you have to give the person the benefit of the doubt because you don't really fully know them yet. But I just don't But also, like... if it's not there, it's not there. It's, right. 
And I just don't like that his automatic response was like, blowjob no week. get out of Wait, here what do you say hashtag hashtag blowjob week yeah see that to me i'm like oh no you're not the type of guy yeah that i'm going for no and he's <laughs> not i what i do enjoy about him is he's not a hyper masculine alpha okay. male douchebag yeah so why the fuck are you saying something like that right exactly because it's not funny um because like yeah listen i can suck your dick while i use my vibrator like yeah. arrangements can be made but uh i'm not just sucking your dick for nothing right and, Plus, and yeah and you're not especially if you're not you're not like caressing my body in any sort of way that's exciting or stimulating why the fuck am i gonna suck your dick for no reason yeah because i was just gonna say just like some people think period sex <clears throat> is something you do once you're in a more intimate relationship that's some um, something i think that blowjobs are for yeah. are for a more serious relationship mm-hmm. like I don't know you. I'm not just going to put any dick in my mouth. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, exactly. I have to really like you yeah. to do that. And don't... Okay, the the day before, he was like, listen, I don't want to rush things. I know it's early, it's, maybe, and maybe it's too early to put um, a label on things. I just want to know where your head's at. And then the next day, to write blowjob week, listen, you know what won't get me to say yes to being your girlfriend? Blowjob week. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You know what's you know what I'm never gonna put a title on or tell anyone about? This. <laughs> this is not something that I'm going public with or taking seriously. Cause Hashtag it's over. Hashtag it's over. Hashtag I need someone who's like in a metal band who just yeah. isn't scared to get intense and sweaty. Blah! Yeah. Give me that blood. Blood, blood, blood. Yes. Yeah. I feel I feel like that might be what I need. Because yeah. I don't really like heavy metal music. I don't like mm-hmm. aggressive music. But I feel like in terms of a lover, that's probably what I want is someone who's able to connect to their primal feelings in yeah, that way. Yeah, someone just a little bit more open and willing to be a little bit um, adventurous. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it doesn't have to mean like getting tied up and being hit, but it can also, it could just be like, ooh, I was on top and then you like flipped me over mm-hmm. and was like, I'm on top now. Like that in itself, great. Yeah. Just that. That's exciting. all it takes. That's all it takes. Just yeah. a simple flip me like a pancake. Well, that reminded me of the podcast that I was. Oh, uh, okay. Sorry. About. That I went, no, no, no. I went off. That was like good. way too long of a. I don't think so. Well, I, I had to get that off my chest. So that's what we're here for. That's what I'm just screaming. <laughs> In case you didn't know, that's what this is about. We're explaining <laughs> sex, drugs and spirituality to people. And I'm venting about my uh, sexual problems. <laughs> We all have them. Everyone does. Everyone does Everyone have them. Does. Um, so this podcast is called Where Should We Begin with Esther Perel. Okay. And she's uh, apparently an acclaimed therapist, and she records her sessions. The people are anonymous. But what you were saying just kind of reminded me of one of the ones I listened to because it was this couple who met and waited to have sex till they were married, Ooh. and they have terrible sexual chemistry yeah because they both were abused as children um emotionally Mm -hmm. and i think maybe one of them was sexually abused also um but so it was like the girl wanted to be more adventurous and the guy wanted it to be very soft and romantic and needed to be eased into it and he would kind of 
say punishing things to her when she wanted to be adventurous. Oh, he'd kind of shame her. Yeah. And the deal was like his mom had always told him like how gross his dad was in bed and like don't be this don't be like this Uh, with women and kind of made him like her surrogate husband and just way overshared so he had this um side character that was like a french guy and that's how they started being intimate it was like through role play it was very interesting and I don't know. I I somewhat related, not really, but just in the fact that having it, it doesn't, um, sexual relationships don't always just come natural, you know, like sometimes it takes a little bit of work to figure out like what is good for both of you. Well, and also, um, I mean, I think your guy just sounds boring. Yeah, well, yeah. And for most people, there is more to the relationship. They're building a life together. Right. And they have, um, so there there are greater things holding them together, and sex is just a piece of that pie. Which I was going to say, like, it reminded me of what you're saying, but it doesn't really relate to you because these people are married and they're trying to save their marriage. (laughs) They're not just like, yeah, we had a few dates. Um, Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, we, we thought we'd do therapy to see if we could our third date would go better. Well, so that's kind of part of my defining what I want out of a relationship uh, because I'm not building a life with anyone and it's not something I'm super interested in because mm-hmm. I, I don't want to get married and have kids or any of that bullshit. So sex is a bigger piece of the pie. Right. If I met someone where it's like we had similar career aspirations and we wanted to buy a home together and we're raising kids and we want to raise the kids up the right way. Sex is a smaller piece of that pie. And in those situations, because I know people who they have great marriages, but they're bored of sex. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, who gives a shit? Raise your fucking kids up. Right. Because you're knocking it out of the park in everything else. When you can either agree to have a secret, covert, open marriage, or you can wait till your kids are off at college and you can separate and get your fuck on. But don't, ruin your fucking life just because you're unhappy with the sex for me because i'm not doing any of that stuff sex is more important to me Mm -hmm. um i was just thinking when you're talking about that therapist and the role playing of the episode uh from season three of difficult people Mm. where julie klausner and her boyfriend um spice up their relationship by role playing uh as uh, she's blythe danner and he's bernie sanders yes I love that episode. Go watch that show if you've never seen it. It's on Hulu. It's called Difficult People. It's, it's so funny. It's amazing. And if you're a young woman out there dating, read Julie Klausner's book, I Don't Care About Your Band. Oh, I want to read that. It's really good. I, I read it um, when I left my long-term uh, partner in New York and I moved back to Phoenix. Uh, it's a book about dating in her 20s and dating assholes and bands and the sort of self-punishment that uh, women put ourselves through. And uh, it's really good. I would lend it to you, but I lent it to someone else. And you know that when you lend a book, you give a book. Yeah. That's how that's how lending books works, is you actually have given that book away. Man, that is so true. I uh, have this trilogy by Anne Rice uh, writes romance novels Ooh. under a different name, Ooh. which is, I don't know, some long name I can't pronounce, but... <laughs> I don't know how to read. <laughs> anyway, she has a Sleeping Beauty trilogy that Ooh. she wrote. And 
Uh, twice I've lent the first book to pe- to two different people uh-huh. and not gotten it. Like I yeah. lent it out once and I never got it back, so I bought it again to have the trilogy complete. Mm-hmm. And then, like a dumbass, I lent it to someone else. Mm-hmm. Guess what? I need to order it again because my trilogy is once again incomplete. That shit's hot too. Like if you're looking for romance novels to read. My mom gave it to me when I was in high school. I love your mom. And I was like, oh, I, is this what people are doing in the world? <laughs> because the way he wakes sleeping. Let me give you a little quick synopsis. Okay, give us some. I know you are all very interested in reading we this are. trilogy. <laughs> the prince wakes Sleeping Beauty up by fucking her. He, like, rapes her awake and then is like, you're my sex slave and takes her to his village. He makes her wear boots with little horseshoes on the bottom and sticks a dildo in her butt that has a horse tail so she has to like gallop around can you hear my feet that's me galloping she has to gallop around like a little horse and it only gets more intense from there so imagine uh a 15 16 year old shoe reading this i've i've only had sex with my high school boyfriend and it was terrible i'm like oh oh is this do, do i need to buy a, a horse tail oh my god i'm afraid i cannot afraid. handle this <laughs> i cannot okay we need to so this week everyone watch watch outlander uh buy the first book from this horse butt trilogy I mean, we're steaming up our lives. Buy me a dildo off Amazon and have it sent to my house. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Past se- life regression. More like sex advice. Yeah. Clearly, we really, we started out uh, on topic and then we went way off. Um, okay. Well, to get us back on topic. Okay. And well, I mean, we don't have to. Well, speaking of Julie Klausner. Okay. And famous people. Okay. There are... A lot of celebrities who look like other people from the past. Oh, I love doppelgangers. Yeah. I love them. um, So there's a list of celebrities who you're like, oh, what? Who? Who? Uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Uh Uh-huh. She looks like... Veronica Lake. Oh, okay. No, that's not what this this says, but... (laughs) I do think she looks like Veronica Lake, too. I love that you knew who that was. That's not like a normal yeah. well, person. She, oh, we both listened to You Must Remember I was going to say, yeah. I listened to You Must um, a Napoleon was Charlemagne. Does Wait. that mean anything to anyone? No. Okay. <laughs> Joy- <laughs> okay, maybe this list is... Salvador <laughs> Dali was St. John of the Cross. Okay. Oh, Sylvester Stallone was a victim of the French Revolution. <laughs> Let's see, what does this say? It should, it should be no surprise that action hero Sylvester Stallone believes in reincarnation. His mother, Jacqueline, claims to be a psychic and an astrologer. While down to earth in his movies, he is no stranger to the paranormal. That's, Mom, stop calling me. I'm, me, I'm making a podcast, Mom. Uh, come on, Belinda. We're talking about Jackie Stallone here. Yeah, come on. 
Uh, Stallone is sure he has had at least four past lives and he experienced a gruesome end in one of them. In an interview early in his career, he said, I'm quite sure I lost my head in the French Revolution. Elaborating further, Stallone revealed, I'd been reading about the Jacob, the Jacobins. Oh, (laughs) Jacobins. I'd been reading about the Jacobins and that period, and when somebody at the party said how awful it must be to be guillotined, I found myself saying, Oh, no, it doesn't hurt. You don't feel anything except your head hit the basket, and that's it. Is that a good Stallone impression? That was a great Sylvester Stallone impression. Uh, It also reinforces my theory of the cryptomnesia where it's like, oh, what's that? You've been reading a lot about something and then all of a sudden you're convinced that you've experienced it. Yeah. Stallone. I know. Um, So, I mean, we're we're hitting an hour unless you want to do some more (laughs) Sylvester Stallone impressions. Hey. (laughs) Hey, Adrian! <laughs> That's all I got. Oh, that went by so fast. I was like, oh, let, how do I, is there more celebrities? I don't know. No, nah, I'm good. We're good. Listen, so past lives. <laughs> sex. Some, sex. Dildos. Horse hair. Anne Rice. <laughs> Julie Klausner. Also, we haven't been sharing any of our social media links on any of the episodes. I think oh. we did on like a few, but it's not something we've been meaning to do purposely or trying to do. So I thought, uh, should we share our links? I mean, just share them. <laughs> just share them. Show. Share the links! Guys, you can find us on Twitter at Simone J. Pod, Instagram at Simone J. Podcast. On Facebook, it is. Simonche podcast. I believe you just put in um, at Simonche pod and the page will come up. We aren't really doing anything on Facebook. We're not really on Twitter that often. But if you interact with us, we will interact back. Mm -hmm. So check it out. And you can find me on your dad's dick. (laughs) (laughs) You guys have a great week. Have a great week. Happy hump day. Woo woo. <laughs>